Hey everyone, it's time for the Image Doctors Photography Podcast once again. I'm Jason O'Dell. And I'm Rick Walker. And it is good to be here with you, Rick, and good to be here with our listeners. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff going on, right? Looking out yep. at snow right now. I probably won't be going outside anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to get snow for a couple days. Yeah, it happens. It is Colorado. It is winter. It's all good. We're going to talk yep. about something more fun uh today for for when when the conditions get a little bit uh more suited um and that is going to be photographing cars car shows car museums that kind of stuff which is Mm -hmm. very fun something that you and i've both done a fair number of times yeah and it's fun so we'll talk about that um and the challenges and ways to approach that um but we do have some announcements for our listeners first of all if you are our um if you're in our uh, show supporters if you are in our patron uh, patreons at uh, imagedoctorsphoto.com if you're a supporter you should have gotten an email from us about our monthly photo theme and how you can submit your photos um photo uh for this month and we'll we'll choose our favorites and and talk about them on the show and and in bonus videos so that's open to our supporters um and our supporters probably have already heard this because we give you guys uh early access to things but we have a photo safari to announce right hey this is Um, a good one too yeah it's 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 going to be a spring safari uh so may uh what what our dates may 15th through 19th Mm -hmm. so that's a wednesday through a sunday and why don't you tell our listeners what it's about rick sure like, this since, is uh, since it's partly your idea yeah <laughs> yeah it's a place i've shot multiple times and it's it's really nice so we'll be up in the very most northern part of california right near the oregon border and we're going to base it in crescent city which if you're not familiar with it is right next to redwood national park and the the other state parks that have redwoods in them um so they're great shots you can make of the redwoods and macro subjects but they're also beautiful seascapes you get the that pacific northwest kind of coastline very rugged and rocky um, lighthouses you know, all sorts of good stuff and so we're going to spend some time in the groves and sometimes shooting along the the coastline both in california and in oregon because they've both got some great spots right. and they're all close by Plus, yeah, they're banana you, slugs. Hey, you know, they're easy to find. Go UC Santa Cruz. That's their mascot, <laughs> you know. Um, right. I'll, I'll tell you something, too. If you've never photographed in a redwood grove, this is a great experience because this is not easy. If you just walk into one, it is it's actually one of the more challenging places to shoot. Um, some of it depends on the conditions that you get. Um, and obviously on a photo safari, we will, we will, you know, adapt our itinerary on a day by day basis based on the conditions, the weather, you know, what's going on. Um, you hope for things like fog, but you, you can do a, you can approach places like this on the large scale or on the smaller scale. So things, you know, you don't need to shoot everything with a super crazy wide angle lens. You just won't, but there's light, there's shadow, there can be atmosphere, and then there's details. You can go macro. You can go close-ups. You can, you know, um, you can use longer focal lengths to do to do tight shots and get softer backgrounds. There's just 
tremendous diversity of shooting. And it's the sort of place where if you only went once, you might not be satisfied with what you came back with. So being able to go back and shoot them a second time, different locations Mm -hmm. really is going to be helpful. You know, so that's, that's one of the things about this photo safari that I really like is I've done, I've done a limited amount of redwood shooting in my day mm-hmm. and, and it can be extremely overwhelming. And then you throw in the coastal stuff, the seascapes, you know, we can go all the way from Crescent city up to say, you know, Brookings, Oregon, and then that area, the Southern most parts of Oregon is all pretty close together. Uh, just lots of little places along the way to do, to do coastal shooting. Um, and no really crazy, you know, 4 a.m. wake up calls for sunrises because those don't really happen so well on the on the West Coast. So I'm looking forward to that. So again, that's going to be May 15th through 19th. There's a post on our website, imagedoctorsphoto.com, uh, that you don't need to be a subscriber to see. It'll have information and links to get to the registration page. Registration is now officially open. And um, if you're one of our um, patrons, you probably heard about it from us as well already as we sent that out yeah. uh, the other day. But wonderful spot. Oh, very, very cool place and, to go. And one thing that's nice is it's not as congested as you'll find around some national parks, which, you know, are getting a little bit crazy these days. Right. So this and, is a little bit quieter and a little bit more peaceful. And it's midweek and it's mm-hmm. before summer. So we're talking about probably as good of a time to shoot there as you're you're going to get. Um, in terms the of dates with were crowds. very deliberate right and so we're hoping for some some good luck there plus you know opportunities for good seafood and other things like that yep which i always like anyway um let's move on then uh, i think that's all of our announcements for now mm-hmm. let's move on to our main discussion for the day which is fun subject and that's photographing automobiles automotive subjects uh planes trains and automobiles but we'll stick with the cars for right now this this time um and there's a lot of ways to find them and we're bringing this up now in the dead of winter because you might have car shows being scheduled for the nicer time of year so when you get into may june in the summer months um you might be able to start looking on your calendars to find when these might happen. So we want to talk about our experiences photographing either car shows or car museums, all you know, junkyards, all kinds of different um, options. Yeah. And obviously some of those can work even when the weather's bad. Right. Right. And, and we're going to make a caveat. We're talking about creative artistic approaches to photographing cars, not, just documenting them for our catalog yeah not documenting the sequence of what happened with the buick riviera over time or something like that that's perfectly valid kind of thing especially for collectors and people into that but we're going to talk about it more from a artistic standpoint graphical patterns colors Mm -hmm. those kinds of things right and i would say the first thing that always hits me when i go to one of these events is that you're thinking about oh i'm going to get a beautiful picture of a car you know the full car is going to be there on the lawn somewhere and it's going to be gorgeous and there it is and you know what that never happens (laughs) well it's a little bit like what you were talking about with the redwood 
redwoods, which is true for many subjects. It's all about how to simplify the composition, get it down to the, right. the essentials and not have a lot of clutter. Well, if you think about your typical car show, where they hold them as oftentimes, unless it's a really major event, which, which can be different, but most of the time they're just on a street, um, cars parked on the curb, or sometimes just in a parking lot. And mm -hmm. everything is very close together. So if you thought you were going to get these photogenic uh, scenes of, you know, the car in the field, forget it. It's not going to happen there. So you've got to change your approach. Um, and I think we both approach our photography from this standpoint of forget the wide shots and go tight for the most part. That That's what I've personally ended up doing just because it's the only thing that really works a lot of the time. You know, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll try some of the other shots just for a, the heck of it, but you, you quickly run into the issues of background clutter. Right. And so a longer zoom lens can be your friend at a place like this, um, because that would enable you to get in tighter on interior details sometimes, you know, think steering wheel logos and emblems or shifter knobs or dashboard, uh, things and you know you don't want a 24 millimeter lens for that you want you want something that's more like you know maybe a 24 to 120 kind of range or 24 to 105 that that mm -hmm. a little bit longer or even a macro lens at times if you got something fast to get some subject isolation i've done all of those approaches um headlights taillights you know all these graphical patterns and those are the things that I try to find when I'm doing a car show. Yeah. Now, one thing that is completely different, and I don't typically do it, I've done it a little bit, um, is you say, well, for right now, for a few shots, I'm going to kind of ignore the cars and make them secondary and make the people at the car show the primary. That is a possibility. Mm-hmm. I've not and done it can that be personally, but how the people are interacting with the cars or, or whatever, or sometimes just other things going on mm -hmm. at the event shows, itself, the event itself. So that's, that's a thing you can do too. I typically end up going more toward the car stuff, but you could, because that's the thing that's unique right. on that day. The other yep. stuff is present a lot of the time in, in a perfect world you would get a car show on a green grass lawn on a partly cloudy, you know, not quite overcast day. Um, so unless you go to the car show in Pebble Beach, the Concorde d'Elegance, and I have some friends who used to go there, um, mm -hmm. which is a cool car show, but I've never been. I'm sure. Um, you know, that, that really gets some exotic things. But your typical, you know, small town car show or hometown, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tend to have cluttered backgrounds. It's going to be storefronts. It's going to be people. It's going to be whatever going on. So again, that getting in tight and boy, it can be really challenging to shoot, shoot some of these cars in full sunlight, which happens a lot in the summer months. Yeah. We were talking about it before, but the last one that I, that I photographed, which was just a few months back really was one that was done in, um, by the Colorado Springs fine arts center. And it was actually lowriders. Cool. It was a special exhibit that they had on Hispanic art and, and a variety of other things. It was a pretty cool exhibit. But as part of it, they they actually had a, 
a lowrider parked inside the 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 building and, and the fine arts center in the springs is a combination art museum and uh, area where they can do plays musicals stuff like that so this was just in the parking lot adjacent to it and you know it, what the stuff wasn't covered it wasn't sheltered so the the fortunate thing is i had some clouds that day and it would go back and forth between cloudy and sunlight. And then I would just race whenever it was cloudy, try to <laughs> right. get as many detail shots off. You just can't get a diffuser panel big enough for, for nope. that for, for nope. most of the time. Um, but, you know, one of the things, um, and, and this goes for whatever setting you're in, but there's some different techniques you can use depending on, um, on uh, the circumstances. You know, one is, you know, if, if, things permitted if you had a small tripod let's say um then you can get in pretty close on things and do things like focus stacking which could be cool mm -hmm. um they may be frowned upon in certain um uh, circumstances certain certain venues so it just would depend um another thing i've sometimes done just especially and just a quick reminder what focus stacking enables you to do is get uh, a portion of this subject in very sharp focus and, and the entire object that you're trying to photograph in sharp focus, but preserve a blurred background behind. And we've talked about that in the past. Yeah. And, or you can use it to just get ultimate depth of field, especially. You can with, do that too. Especially with tight post-up shooting. So one, one place where I've used that technique was in the junkyard um, old car city where i've done some workshops in the past which is another challenging location because everything is stacked very close to each other but this is old derelict vehicles going back to the, the 30s and 40s and it's very cool so the color there tends to come in the form of not the paint jobs but the rust and the patterns and the mm -hmm. the hood ornaments and different things and what what focus stacking lets me do in those scenarios is either get everything in focus or use a wide aperture and get enough of the subject in in focus that I want, and like you said, preserve that softer background. It's because you don't need to use every shot in the stack necessarily. No, you, know, you just need the ones that that cover the subject of interest. Um, HDR can sometimes be useful at a car show if it's very bright sun, just because you might have a lot of times the cars will be there with their hood opens. So you can see the engine; it's in, just in open shade. Um, so for the wider shots, that can work. Um, but then I find with cars, what's really fun is the approach to processing the images can be, you, you can go totally normal, you know, or you can have a little fun with them. And things like graphical elements um, really work well with some of the more um, esoteric uh processing techniques um mm -hmm. especially sure. when you get things like specular highlights off chrome mm -hmm. so one one of my favorite shots and you get these at every car show right there will be at least a dozen 57 chevys right chevy bel air sure everybody loves them for good reason they're just mm -hmm. very charismatic so one nice thing is that that chrome you, you just don't get the chrome grill work and headlamps and stuff that you would get these days so that was one of my my pictures and looking at it in color it's okay looking at it in black and white was a little bit better because now it was a little more dramatic and then i used a filter that i just don't pull out of the bag too often 
um, but it's one that you can you can kind of do it manually but it's also in uh effects like silver effects pro you know the nick stuff mm -hmm. they have a filter in there called um or in it's in color effects pro excuse me uh there's a filter called solarization oh yeah and you know what it absolutely worked with that i actually have it printed um uh, i have a print of that uh, like 20 by 24 by 16 or something i don't know it's a big print that i did back in my printing days and it's just so graphical and cool and and you don't worry about any of the other stuff that was going on but i think you hit on an important point you know there are a lot of subjects especially natural ones that you just have to be careful pushing the post-processing too much it, it mm -hmm. will get ugly in a or weird in a hurry with some of this stuff because it's just purely graphical metal and stuff like that you can really lean on things like clarity saturation all those things to a much greater degree than you normally will and and keep in mind you know this was a solution to a shot that was chrome in full sun so mm -hmm. you're getting the sun specular right and so that became a stylized element in the shot as well the reflection of the sun in the in the chrome yeah. yeah so that it can you know if i had tried to process it normally it probably would have been blah just saying let's back up to shooting just for a little yeah, bit sure. first and some of this spills over into post-processing too i think for me when i get into a, a, a shooting situation like this i almost have to calm my brain down a little bit yes yes you know because you're you're flooded with you got all these cars 20 30 50 of them whatever and like you said oftentimes you're kind of close lots of clutter so you you really have to concentrate hard on how to simplify and you know some of it can come through shooting wider and then getting a little bit tighter and then a little bit tighter even and figuring out where you hit that sweet spot of just what is enough and but i think it's important to go through that exercise of actually slowing down your brain a little bit mm -hmm. at least for me that's what i find i have to do to do this simplification the other thing is you know and this is a, a good general rule with photography look for the horizontal compositions look for the vertical ones and then more importantly think about tilting your camera that can be quite powerful. It can be quite powerful. It can create implied movement in a shot and make something that would look very static and boring now dynamic and interesting. Mm -hmm. But it, it's also a way of keeping that cluttered background out of the photo, potentially. Because you can change up the angles. Mm -hmm. Now, you not... can do some of that stu same stuff in post-processing, too. If you've got True. enough resolution, you can go from horizontal to vertical to tilted pretty easily yeah it's always nicer i think to compose it in the camera but i would right. agree um the other thing you could play with too um if you if you have the right uh tools like um some solid nd filters or something you know the zoom blur mm -hmm. could work potentially where you zoom the lens while shooting and it doesn't have to be a long exposure it just has to be like you know maybe a quarter of a second or a half a second mm -hmm. and you can usually get there with you know five or six stop ND typically and stop down a little bit and stopping down in those situations is not a problem simply because um, uh, nothing's going to be sharp anyway. So you don't have to worry about like diffraction or something like that. You know, it's not a problem to shoot at F 22 and just 
be happy with it. Um, mm-hmm. But also multiple exposure techniques can be cool. Um, if your camera has multiple exposure, that can be a fun thing to do, you know, overlapping things. Um, I just like looking for the detail. You know, I like fuzzy dice, you know, or, or mm-hmm. you know, other things, things that are charismatic about cars, especially when it's, you know, not just restored to be, oh, here's the, you know, when it like, um, getting ahead of myself, but like, if you think about a low rider, right, that's really someone's artistic, personal embodiment of their vision, right? The, 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 a lot goes into those cars, oh my gosh, especially the yeah. good ones. I mean, especially the, the, the fancy ones, you know, that art is a representation of that, that owner more mm-hmm. than anything else. And it's so cool that, that you can capture that kind of stuff. So I, I think those are the details that might get lost if you just went in there with, you know, point and shoot mode. You're you looking know? for the personality of the person mm-hmm. who created it and how that their personality was manifested in the car. It, it, it's right. a, it's a good idea. Now, one other thing um, to talk about another situation is what about places like, transportation or automotive museums and we have a good one up in denver for example Mm -hmm. Um, but there's great ones in vegas um a lot of times in those places you're going to be dealing with a different challenge um which is probably lighting (laughs) it's just a lot of times lighting is it can be mixed lighting it's halogen lamp lighting which can lead to flicker things um fluorescent right and it can be pretty ugly at times so you got to be cognizant of your white balance and you know this is again while shooting in raw can be extremely uh, beneficial and you get these reflections off of the shiny paint you know off the lights but you can do fun stuff like that with post i've i've tinkered with that um and one thing as well is that a lot of these museums probably won't let you use a tripod so this kind of leans into um, if you want the best kind of quality, um, you, you can very quickly find yourself at high ISO simply because you're trying to stop down for depth of field um, and you're in low light. Um, so that that's something where knowing the limits of how much you can, how slow you can set your shutter speed while hand-holding. How good is your yeah. IBIS system? Right. I mean, this in your the, camera. Right. Which is an article that we publish for our supporters on the on our blog page, right? Um, just knowing that you can shoot at a lower shutter speed uh, and knowing what that threshold is will help you get cleaner shots because you'll be at a lower ISO than maybe what your camera thinks you yeah. should be shooting at. You know, it's yeah. like those auto settings can sometimes be a little bit, um, a little too high. Now, we've talked about more formal situations, shows, museums, even a junkyard, you could say, is a formal collection of right. cars in a sense. It's a but collection. you can also find them all over the place, you know, beside the road, especially in smaller towns. You'll find a few more junkers sitting out that, you know, might have gotten some interesting rust and corrosion or just maybe interesting older cars that aren't in the best shape. And uh, the only thing you want to watch out for on those is just private property. Right. You certainly want to respect that. Don't don't be a jerk. Right. One thing I like to do, and this has nothing to do with the cars themselves, but Mm -hmm. as a more of a a car, as a, as a creative uh, tool 
is if you're in a city, especially in a downtown with buildings, you know, any mm-hmm. kind of buildings, look for a clean black car with a shiny, clean black hood, and you can get some pretty cool reflections mm-hmm. in, in the in, black works best for this, but dark mm-hmm. cars. And so on the streets of New York City and you get the Empire State Building or something reflected in a, and it and it's distorted enough that it's a little weird. Um, I did one of these in a Mercedes parked in front of the um uh the uh in austria <laughs> in, in vienna mm-hmm. um in front of the old parliament not the parliament but the uh the the palace um and uh you know it, it's it's cool and you get different things reflected in them so sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but it's a fun thing to experiment with i like reflections just saying yeah well, well i don't know if we've got anything else are we, the only thing i'll, I'll or, wrap up on that one is are. Just one last thing. Um, if you've gone and shot one of these things and you have a reasonable number of photos, they can make really nice um, web galleries mm-hmm. for others True. to look at. If you have enough images, they can make really nice little photo books too. Yeah. Um, it's that whole idea of having a collection of related photos. It, 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 it's one of those one plus one equals three scenarios where bringing them together creates more than would be present otherwise right right so yeah have fun at it again this is we don't expect there to be a lot of car shows in uh coming here in february but this is a great time to be looking at those calendars for when those april may june shows start showing up so you can block off the dates to to attend them. oh and maybe we need to make a run up to the forney museum in denver i'm all for that it's been That's a while awesome. It yeah. is good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thanks again for listening, everyone. Um, we, we do appreciate it. Again, check us out on imagedoctorsphoto.com because that's where we have information about our upcoming May photo safari. It is limited to only eight photographers. Both Rick and I will be leading this. So um, it's a very small group. It will sell out quickly. So you want to jump on that. And so until next time, happy shooting. All right. Bye-bye.